Welcome into Real Fun Sports. I'm Courtney Lachlan. A few weeks ago, I heard this incredible story of two UMass Boston hockey players who rollerbladed from Massachusetts to Michigan. 10 days, over 900 miles, all to raise money for the American Cancer Society. This story absolutely blew me away and I just had to hear more. So on the show today, I'm so excited. We've got Andy Walker and Jake Atkins, the men in blades, as you guys call yourselves, to share their amazing journey. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Jake, I'll start with you. Tell us about how this all started and whose idea was it to rollerblade 900 miles? Yeah, so I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but it was uh, relatively his idea. I mean, it was kind of a mutual <laughs> thing, but it started out as a joke, honestly. Uh, one day we had bought rollerblades because the ice rinks were closed and all the gyms were closed. And as soon as they came, we were absolutely super excited. Couldn't wait to get out on them. We were riding like two, three times a day. And we were in Southie one day and he goes, how, uh, how much money would it take for you to rollerblade all, all the way from here to L.A.? So that's how it kind of started. And obviously we weren't going to go to L.A. So we shaved it down a couple thousand miles and we're like, well, what if we went to your house in Michigan? I don't know if that's actually possible. It kind of seems like it. And we just looked into it further and further. And as it transpired, we knew it was doable. So we just went for it. Who was your inspiration behind this idea? It started out as almost a joke, as Jake said. And as we looked into it more and more, we really wanted to do it for a cause, something bigger than ourselves. And we were both affected. Uh, we both had family members affected by cancer. I lost my grandpa and his mom battled uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma twice. And we decided after some research that American Cancer Society would be perfect cause to donate to. A lot of people have rallied behind your cause. You've raised over $27,000 now for the American Cancer Society. How difficult was it planning this trip? So the planning took quite a bit of time. Uh, I think we came up with the idea early in May. And ever since then, we were just planning. It was continuous. The routes, we had to use Google Maps. And I think just the route alone took about 48 hours to plan. Wow. Uh, we used the walking routes to stay off any freeway. And we wanted to take the straightest route possible to minimize miles. On top of that, planning for the RV, food, um, just all the pieces that came together. Uh, we're very fortunate it all lined up. I heard that you guys had a little bit of a snag when you lost some cell service with the GPS. Would you say that was the hardest part of the trip or the worst part of the trip? Did you guys hit any other snags along the way? I definitely would say it was the worst part of the trip. Not, I mean, we, there were some parts where physically and mentally it was harder for us right. because as the trip went on, it got worse and worse and we were starting to lose vision at points and starting to like hallucinate from uh, heat exhaustion and stuff like that. But that was the hardest part for sure. And uh, like you mentioned in Pennsylvania, that's where we didn't have service for probably like four days straight. It was just patchy like throughout the whole day. So we were just relying on our navigation. Uh, we got lost a little bit too. We went um, at least 10 to 15 miles off route. That was kind of a setback, but uh, it was something we were prepared to happen because we knew we were going to be going through the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania, but definitely the longest stretch of the trip. It took about four days to get through that state and 
since we got to Ohio, it flattened out and it was just, it was a dream going, going all the way in into Michigan. So Andy, Jake just mentioned hallucinations. I can't even imagine that and heat exhaustion. Would you say that it was more mentally or physically grueling? Uh, I honestly think it was more mentally. Yeah. Uh, my body might disagree right now. <laughs> in my hips. Uh, but yeah, mentally it was, it was very tough. Like he said, we were kind of losing vision. Um, I think it was about four days continuous where one of us wouldn't be able to see straight. Uh, I thought I had vertigo for a little bit. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't. But we would always just hang on to the other's T-shirt, whoever still had vision, and um, it allowed you to close your eyes and keep going. Who was on the trip with you? We had his dad driving the RV. And every 25 miles, he would stop and set up camp. So we'd take um, one break midday for like an hour or early morning. Uh, and then we'd sleep in um, during lunchtime, kind of beat the heat. And we also had a follow car with three associates. I don't think we would have made it out of Boston without them. Yeah. Uh, they were just continually there for us, pushing us through. Uh, we'd be going up big hills, and they'd be cheering us on, honking their horn. And then if it came to it, if one of us uh, fell onto the side of the road or just couldn't go anymore, they'd come out with cold towels, ice, water, food. It was it was truly amazing. I literally fainted on the side of the road. We were taking a little break, and I collapsed and fainted because it was so hot outside. And they came rushing out, and poured ice all over me, poured water all over me, like got me back into it. And the only reason I got up and kept going was because they, they were there for me and all the support that we have uh, back here in Boston. And now it's become uh, on the national level too. Was it always rollerblading? I know you mentioned at the top that you kind of bought it as a joke, but at a certain point, did you ever think, hey, maybe we should ride a bike or do something different? Or was your mode of transportation always rollerblading? It was the most practical thing for us to do as hockey players. And I think it's also something that was really unique. No one's ever done that before. Right. So it was kind of cool, especially being hockey players, to do something like that. And uh, it kind of blew up in the hockey community. So that was our goal. Yeah, I think it always was rollerblading. I think maybe day two, we really wish we biked. But <laughs> as we were planning, it was always rollerblades. You mentioned that your story has gotten the attention on the national level. I know you're on Sports Center. People magazine did an article on you. And I know that this by far is probably the coolest thing that you've done is come on my podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> <no doubt. laughs> of course. What has been the coolest thing that's happened? Well seeing us on Sports Center was was pretty amazing. Uh, it was really nerve wracking. But I'd have to say along the journey the most amazing thing was we'd see people that knew what we were doing and We'd get a lot of friendly honks in the beginning. And as it kind of went on, some people didn't know us and we'd get middle fingers and get yelled at and stuff. And sometimes we'd stop at places and uh, we'd just tell them briefly what we're doing. And they're like, oh my God, I saw you on the news. And just seeing people like that and them telling us to keep going just kept us really inspired. And another thing that was really touching is uh, we have a, a new Men in Blades associate that uh, we inducted in. Uh, kind of halfway through the trip. His name is Jack Rodell. He's from Colorado and he is six years old. He's been battling leukemia for a few years. His story is really amazing, a really good perseverance story because he's still going and 
he's still fighting when he doesn't really know what's going on. Uh, as soon as we told them about what we're doing, they found out and reached out to us. We've been talking to them all the time and did a post about him and he couldn't be more excited and he wants to join us next year, but <laughs> I haven't told him yet there might not be a next year. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. Do you guys have any, anything else planned for the future? I mean, this could be like your new hockey training regimen, guys. Uh, Something like that. Yeah, I don't know if either of us want to make the haul again. We've been in partnership with ACS, had meetings with them, uh, a few coming up as well. And we're hopefully going to host a fundraiser every year, maybe one in Boston, one in Michigan where people can go 50 miles, 100 miles uh, to keep the brand name Men and Blades going and hopefully keep the awareness spreading. So, Andy, you guys rollerbladed from Boston to your home, correct, in Mason, Michigan? Yeah. What was the first thing that you did when you saw your house? Um, honestly, we kind of rounded the corner. I live on the bottom of a hill, and that was the moment we've been waiting for since early May realistically i didn't know if we would ever make it there so when i saw the house it kind of just brought me to tears my legs were shaking i could barely keep going and luckily it was downhill so i kind of just grabbed my <laughs> knees and we both coasted in there's a ton of people there supporting us um all of my loved ones jake's loved ones um family friends a few news stations were there and he just fell into the grass and i fell on top of him it was a pretty emotional moment when you guys left boston I'm sure there were things that you thought of that were going to be difficult, right? Like the exhaustion, you knew the fatigue probably was going to be there. Is there something that you didn't know was going to be difficult or hard that ended up being difficult or hard? First off, I don't think that we really expected the hills to be that big uh, in Pennsylvania <laughs> and in Connecticut because we, uh, we mostly just trained in Boston or in New Hampshire and for I mean, it's like in a city, so it's completely different. Like the distance-wise, 10 miles in the city is a completely different story than when you're going uphill after hill after hill. So uh, we probably should have taken that into account when we were training a little more. But thankfully, it wasn't that hilly day, day seven in. So that helped us. Another thing, I feel like uh, we were definitely prepared for the physical battle of it. And our bodies were as ready as they could be. But we both thought that we would be not affected like we were mentally and right. it just weighed us down i mean at some points we had an interview in cleveland uh at the hope lodge and it was day seven after one of the longest days and we physically could not formulate sentences they were asking us questions and we were unable <laughs> to answer them just giggling at each other and <laughs> it was embarrassing but good thing that one wasn't live so yeah back up a second you guys trained for this. Oh, what yeah. What was we, that like? We trained for a few months before <laughs> we even started planning the trip. We would go a few miles, and it kept getting further and further. And then we went back to Michigan, my hometown, just to visit for two weeks. And every day we kind of just kept going further and further. Um, I think we got up to a point where it was just like 30 miles, 25 miles. was just felt like a breeze anyway at the time. <laughs> But yeah, we just kind of trained that way because we split it up into 25 segments. So we just wanted to make 25 feel like nothing and just do that four times a day. We went so, about 600 miles in training. Did you talk to anybody about how to train for this? Yeah, we didn't really know who to talk to. <laughs> um, but yeah, we kind of just set out a plan, made a list, and every day tried 
getting out a, a good chunk of, um, of distance. Where can people get more information about you and where can people donate to this amazing cause that you guys have already raised over $27,000 for? So you can go to GoFundMe.com and search Blade for Dorona. That's Blade, F-E-R-D-A dash R-O-N-A. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's at Men in Blades. And then we have an Instagram account, men.in.blades. And our Twitter account is at menblades. Thank you so much to Jake Atkins and Andy Walker, the Men in Blades, for joining Real Fun Sports. Guys, keep up the good work. I hope to see you, whether it's back on my show with some hockey highlights or talking about your next fundraiser. But thank you again so much for joining me today. It was great to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it so much. Thank you. This has been Real Fun Sports. I'm Courtney Locker, and I'll see you guys next time.